Welcome. You are listening to the Mindful Minute, meditations created for everyday joy. I'm Meryl Arnett, mama, meditator, and head of mindfulness for Shoreline Meditation App. This podcast is recorded from my live Monday night meditation class, where we have a brief discussion followed by a 20-minute guided meditation. If these meditations support you and your practice, please consider donating to the show to support its continued growth, new offerings, and its ever-expanding team. You can find the link in today's show notes or simply visit merylarnett.com and click on podcast. All right, y'all, let's practice. Hey guys, I wanted to start today's episode just by sharing a huge, huge thank you. I so appreciate and love each and every one of you that listens to this podcast. I have gotten some really lovely reviews recently that just have completely warmed my heart. I want you to know I read them. They mean the world to me. Thank you if you've left a review. And another thing that just really has completely surprised and delighted me is I recently set up a new page on my website to accept donations for this podcast, and I haven't announced it yet. I haven't done anything with it yet. It's just there. And some of you guys have found it and sent donations in without me even asking. And I am so bowled over by that generosity, and I am so grateful for it. So thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for reviewing. Thank you for donating. And then I also want to say, if you are getting something out of this podcast, I now have a donation page set up on my website, and it would continue to mean the world to me if you would think about donating a dollar or two an episode to support the creation, the content, the energy, and the time that goes into making this podcast everything that it is. I have so many goals for growth and letting meditation take over the world, and your donations will really, really help me do that. So you can check it out on merylarnett.com. The link is also in the show notes. I would love it and appreciate it if you would do that. And then the last announcement before we get into today's episode, as you may have heard, I just launched this year's meditation teacher training which I am so excited about. This is a really expanded version of trainings I've done in the past. It goes a lot deeper. We spend a lot more time on the creative processes around meditation, which I am so passionate about. And I just want to take a second to say that you, you listening right now, should check it out. It's worth it, even if you are not thinking, wow, I really want to be a meditation teacher one day. This training will be incredible for those of you that are wanting to really deepen your meditation practice. I also have gotten a lot of therapists and school teachers in the past that have done these trainings. Um, It's a really interesting and fun way to expand your offerings with clients, with students, with friends, with colleagues. The training is limited to 20 people, and we're halfway full already, so I've got 10 spots left. Training begins in August. You can check that out also on my website, link in the show notes. Thank you one more time. If you do nothing but tune in each week, you are making my life. Thank you. I love y'all. Enjoy today's episode. 
Good evening. Happy Monday. I'm glad to see your faces tonight. Thank you guys for being here as always. So we are at the final stop on our little magical witchy spell meditation series. And we have talked about the words and the will. And tonight we're going to talk about the way. And you guys in particular have been meditating with me for a long time. And I know a lot of my podcast listeners have been as well. And so I think innately, you know, much of my way, right? I teach through a lens of mindfulness. I am presence, non-judgment, compassion in our practice over and over and over again. But the truth is, Mindfulness, while brilliant and effective as a meditation technique, is really ancient traditions that have been distilled. Traditions like Tantra, like Sri Vidya, like uh, Buddhism. And so all of these different lineages that go back each roughly, roughly 2,500 years, all of them share some sort of commonalities that have been pulled out and kind of cleaned up for a Western audience and presented as mindfulness. And I thought, well, if we're going to talk about the way, we might as well talk about the way, right? We might as well go to the original source. And there are numerous texts that we could look at as a roadmap. And the one that I chose for tonight is actually the Yoga Sutras by Patanjali. So the Yoga Sutras dates back about 2,200 years, written by somebody supposedly named Patanjali. And the sutras are comprised of 196 concise, somewhat confusing sentences that contain the essence of yoga philosophy and practice. Now, Real quick, let's just address the like yoga in that sentence because we know yoga as we do in sort of modern culture, which is a lot of athletic, gymnastic-y, stretching and posing practices. But in the sutras, in the original practice, there isn't a single posture mentioned. The only posture mentioned is to find a comfortable and steady seat for meditation. All of the sutra sutras are dedicated to cultivating a depth of meditation practice. So while it's called the Yoga Sutra, it is really a meditation text. Okay. Now in the sutra, one of the sort of often looked to, and you know, I call it one of the ultimate sutras is 3.34, which says, when you meditate on the heart, you gain complete knowledge of the mind. When you meditate on the heart, you gain complete knowledge of the mind. And many of the other sutras leading up to that tell you how to do this. And that's what we're going to look at tonight is how do we guide ourselves towards this depth of practice where we're meditating on the heart itself. Tonight, what we're looking at specifically is Sutra 1, Dot 14. So this is in the earliest chapter of the sutras. And in it, Patanjali lays out three guideposts or rules or, you know, tactics 
for developing what he calls a firm practice, a committed practice. Because a practice that isn't firm, that isn't grounded and committed, is not a practice that's going to get us anywhere magical. It's not going to get us into the heart, right? So three rules for this type of practice. The first one is tend to your practice over a long period of time. Tend to your practice over a long period of time. And in many of the translations, this tend to your practice is broken into a couple little pieces. The first of which is tending almost like you would tend a garden. Set your environment in a pleasing way. Sit in a posture that feels comfortable and supportive to your body. Perhaps eat foods that make your body feel satiated and healthy and awake rather than heavy and like moving towards sleep. Also, over a long period of time, meaning A, don't expect results the first time you meditate, which I know you already know, but also don't, don't feel the pressure to count the days, weeks, months, and years. It isn't if I meditate every day for 10 years, I will suddenly gain complete insight into my mind or five years, six months, and three days. It, there's no measurement. And when we let ourselves get bogged down by expectation, I will achieve this goal by this time, we lose sight of what we're actually here to do. And so the long period of time is this invitation to say, this is now a thing that I am committed to doing, and it doesn't have an expiration date on it. This is just now something that I do, okay? Tend to your practice over a long period of time. The second rule is to serve your practice through consistency. To me, truthfully, and this is my personal opinion I'm inserting here, this is the most important one, consistency. If you do one silent day-long meditation retreat a month and no meditation in between, it is akin to drowning your plant in water one day and then not watering it for six months and hoping it survives, right? It just, it won't. Nothing thrives that way. We can't overindulge one day and starve the next and expect health or abundance. And the same is true of our practice. Consistency every day. But I would say every day, no matter how long right? It's not every day for an hour. It's not even every day for 20 minutes, if that's unrealistic for your life. But it is every day, right? Consistent. And I really, I think I'm actually going to tell you this little bit of a story about consistency even, because as y'all know, I have just put out into the world a meditation teacher training, which I'm very excited about. And as part of this training, I really had to think about what the prerequisites are and what the expectations are, right? Because you can't teach meditation if you're not a meditator. This is rule number one. So the prerequisite has to be 
a practice, right? You have to have what I'm calling a consistent meditation practice for six months. That's what I'm asking for. But then I go on to talk about what I mean by consistent, because I also know from my own experience that a everyday meditation practice literally took me almost a decade to achieve. True story. Like, and I'm at a decade now, by the way. So it took me almost this whole time to be able to meditate every single day to be that committed. And so by consistent, it might be starting at what's realistic for you. Is it three days a week that you can honestly say, I will sit down for X amount of time? So you do that. That is your consistency, three days a week. And that's going to grow because it's good. It gets good. And then you're going to find that you're doing five days a week. And that'll go on for a while until ultimately you're like, I'm not even going to take the weekends off. I'm going to meditate on the weekends too. Seven days a week I'm meditating. And then the ultimate commitment, even when you're on vacation, you meditate. That's consistent. But we have to start where we are, right? So you take an honest look at your life and say, this is my consistent commitment to the practice. Okay? And then the last rule, serve your practice with reverence. And the reverence is, in essence, don't let your practice be dry and mechanical. Don't sit down in the most uncomfortable seat in your house with your cat annoying the crap out of you and your feet are cold and you set the timer and you're like, I'm just going to sit here and do it. It won't be good. You won't enjoy it. So to serve your practice with reverence is like, let it be lush or playful or joyful in some way. What does that mean for you? And it may look different for each of us. You know, I, over the years, I've talked about meditating in a number of different spots in my house. And I still do kind of alternate between spots depending on the day and my mood and life. And sometimes I meditate in my bathroom because I tend to be alone there and I have great windows. So there's nice light. I love that. I have some pretty plants in my bathroom, but also I sit on a tile floor. So it's not the most comfortable seat in my house. And then conversely, you know, when I'm very tired, it's early in the morning, I'm only partially awake. A lot of the times I sit on my couch because I can kind of sink in, I feel really supported in my body, it feels more relaxing. And then the last spot I meditate is the spot that you guys in the live class at least see me in every Monday night, which is with an altar. And in this spot, when I meditate, you know, right now the altar is behind me, but when I meditate, I turn around and I face the altar and I light the candles just as they're lit now. And I start my practice by acknowledging the ancestors of the land I'm on, the first people of the land where I live, and then my actual ancestors, my line of family members going back as far as I know, and the elements, because those are pieces that feel very supportive to me personally. And then I typically pop on headphones and I sit down for my practice. And I can say, without exception, 
this practice with the altar and the candles and the ancestors, it is immeasurably deeper than the other practices. And it's not to fault the other practices. And it's definitely not to say you have to have this perfect space just so with and go buy all these little things to make your practice good. That is not what I'm saying. But I'm saying, where do you want to practice that feels like your own little haven? You know, I record a lot of podcast content and all of the app content in my master closet. Y'all, I cleaned that closet out because I'm in there hours a day. And if I'm in there with like purses falling on me and shoes under my hips, I'm not going to record very good content. So I, you know, did what I could do to tidy it up. It's still cluttered as all get out, but it's as tidy as I could make it. And I light a candle and I have a little lamp in there (laughs) with an extension cord so that it feels a little better to me, right? Our environment matters, that reverence matters. And so these are the steps. Tend to your practice over a long period of time. Serve your practice with consistency, and serve your practice with reverence. This is at least part of the way. Simple little steps, but they deepen and hold our practice, carrying it to another level. And we combine that with the words, your own personal intention, your sankalpa, And we add your will, that will to both show up and let go within the practice. And then we use this way and we land somewhere that is imbued with magic. Yeah? So let's practice. Let's get a taste for it. So if you've already been seated, take a second. Uncross your legs, wiggle around a little bit, let your blood flow. And if you're not in your perfect dream set up in this particular moment, that is totally okay. You can just acknowledge that and invite in as much tending and support and grace for the space that you're in and for the self that you are in this moment. We'll let our hands rest onto our lap and our eyes close. And together as a group, let's take a nice big inhale in. Exhale out a sigh. And we'll do that once more, just inhaling deeply. Exhaling out a sigh. And you feel your breath simply flow. And you feel yourself landing here in this moment, in this space, in this body. And you know that just as a garden can grow and thrive 
anywhere that it is tended. From a cement alleyway, to a porch stoop, to a backyard, to a farm. In each of our own unique bodies, lives, experiences, and places, each of us is capable of this same deep, rich meditation practice. Invite that in for yourself now. Silently saying, now is my time to meditate. Now is my time to meditate. And as you feel those words sinking into your body, to your heart, to your mind, check in with the way that you're seated. making sure that you feel both comfortable and supported. Letting your spine feel tall and upright. Allowing the shoulder blades to drop back and down. And the crown of the head to extend up. Sense a wave of letting go move through the face. Smoothing out across the forehead. Softening the skin around the eyes. Letting go all the way through the mouth. So that you feel space inside your mouth. For a moment, as you breathe, you feel through your chest. Imagining yourself letting go of the muscles in the chest. Feeling as if you could soften the very heart itself. Breath moves down through our belly. And maybe you invite in a sense of freedom with your breath here tonight. And 
Noticing without any need to control or force, when you breathe in, you get expansion. When you breathe out, you land at center. And you could just enjoy that wave for a moment. Riding the breath in, feeling yourself expand. Riding the breath out, feeling yourself settle at center. in this early part of the practice we remember to serve our practice with reverence inviting in whatever feels lush joyful or playful So that as we sit and we breathe, we're doing so with a sense of savoring. What we do in this silence and stillness is truly special. It's special when it's beautiful, it's special when it's difficult. we settle into a period of silence now. Let go of all effort. Inviting yourself to simply feel and enjoy each inhale in. And each exhale out. And all the thoughts and distractions that rise up. You can simply serve them with a sense of reverence as well. welcoming them in and allowing the distractions to be part of the practice.
Feeling this next breath here. Savoring the way this inhale moves in. And the exhale is released. And as you fully feel your experience in this moment, you can let your breath deepen. You can wiggle into your fingers and your toes, bringing some movement back to the body. When you're ready, let's take a deep breath in together. Exhale out a little sigh. Offering up once again that bit of reverence, just with a simple thank you to yourself, to your practice. When you're ready, you can let go of that practice and blink your eyes open. Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening to the Mindful Minute. If you're enjoying these episodes, please consider leaving me a review wherever you get your podcast. It really helps others to find this show. To learn more about my live classes, virtual meditation retreats, my meditation app Shoreline, or to make a donation to the show, please visit MerylArnett.com. Thanks again. I'll see you next week.